Welcome to Knights of the Video Game Table Podcast, episode 82, Powering Up. Yeah! Check out my ultimate form! April 13th, 2012. That's right, it's another episode of our podcast. How's everyone doing this week? Not too bad. Cool, cool. Yeah. How about, yeah, good, Frank, good. Um, so before we get into anything, I do have a few little pieces of um, podcast news. Actually, just one piece. Uh, the podcast I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, RPG Weekly, I finally got the confirmation um, between Jeff, who's the main host over there, and uh, we're going to be doing full-time cross-promotion, so basically he's joining the Knights of the Video Game Table family. Um, and we're also in the talks of him joining the with you know the nerdgasm too basically, um, but yeah. So he, uh, if you want to find them now, the easiest way is to go to our website and you'll find um, their emblem on on our family page on the right side of the page where all our other family members are. And yes, welcome to the family, Jeff and the Nickus. You guys are great, and I'm glad that we'll be uh, working together. What? And yeah, that's about it for podcast news, so let's get right into what we've been playing. My uh, first game on my list is Xenoblade. came out last Friday. I was able to play it for about uh, maybe a half hour, hour on Saturday. Or no, actually, what day did we go to the uh, game alley, Patrick? Do you remember? That was Wednesday. At 2 p.m. It was Wednesday? I believe so. So then I didn't get to play it till Tuesday. Then okay, so yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't get it till Sunday. That's right. Because um, of May, uh, not Sunday. Um, Saturday. Because of the mail. So anyway, so I got, I didn't get to play it till Monday. Then um, played a little bit and realized that playing on my high definition TV with the Wii, with the uh, regular cables, it the game looked horrible. So the next day I went out and bought component cables for the Wii. Um, and then not only that, did I get home and when I went to play it today, not only did I realize that, um, you know, the component cables would help because it, it puts it on uh, progressive, but also I had a setting in the Wii wrong, so everything was stretched out. So that made it even worse. Um, but it, now I turned it on and it looks good. I mean, granted, it only looks about, you know, PS2 quality, um, maybe a, probably a little higher than PS2 quality. But um, the draw distance in the game is amazing, and that's what everyone was telling me. That's why when I first um, played it, I, I was like, "How could like how does it? Why does it look so bad?" But I found out it was a combination of you know I didn't have the component cables plus the settings and Wii. So uh, yeah, and today I played it about another hour, and I'm really really having fun with it. Um, I know Ryan over at Nerdgasm started it last week too, or this week. So it'll be interesting to uh, hear what he has to say. I'm sure he's probably put putting more time than I have. I wanted to be able to talk about a few different games this week, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time on it. Uh, the next game, and I think Patrick, did you ever go back to this, uh, Patrick? I played the Blades of Time demo. I still got to finish it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually did not finish it because I actually got stuck and I got frustrated. Well, I, I, I got right past, you know, the, you, get, you got to the part where the um, <laughs> where they give you, you have a choice, you could pick your magic power or whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then you do the part where you have to jump up the, the yeah on like from, I, shortly the after that I I got off yeah well 
after that, and I'm guessing I, I, I was probably at the end of the demo. I'm not sure, but um, there's this room that um, you go into, and it's trying to teach you how to do this skill where you know you can reverse time. So basically, you have to attack a guy, reverse time, and attack him again. So it's basically your past self and your yourself both attacking him to kill him, right? Uh-huh. So I figured it out for the first guy. Every time I tried it after that, I couldn't get it. And there's, there's like four guys at the same time attacking you. I tried it a good five or six times before I got so frustrated I just turned it off. I'll, I'll try it and I'll probably beat it on the first try. But Yeah, you yeah. probably will. Unless I just didn't <laughs> – you know, it could be that I didn't understand what, what it was asking of me, you know. Um and yeah, but uh, it was it was fun. It's fun. I, it's not something I'll buy. Maybe if it's like a, a bargain bin, like twenty dollar game, I might pick it up. Um, but other than that, it's not something I'd buy. However, this game I did pick up this week again while we were at Game Alley. Uh, Sonic Generations for the Xbox 360. It was twenty five bucks plus ten percent off. So you know, basically after tax, it was a little under twenty five bucks. And um, I popped that in. I played the first two stages. Each uh, past Sonic and present Sonic, and yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, during the tutorial, it says basically the way it works is you have each each stage has two acts. The first act is uh, old school, you know, side-scrolling Sonic, uh-huh. and and the second act is is your 3D, you know, the camera angles change, and sometimes it's behind you, sometimes it's in front of you, kind of thing, you know, like the more more like uh, the Sega Saturn modern, yeah, yeah. And uh, the tutorial even said uh, it doesn't matter what order you do them in, but um, Act 1 is always going to be easier. So, you know, I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. So I did Act 1, uh, the second stage, because the first stage was easy, of course. So Act, act 2 comes around. I did the, I did the uh, Act 1. I mean, I'm sorry, Stage 2 comes around. I do Act 1, and I get through it no problem. I get an S rating. And basically the only way to get an S rating is you get – uh, you go through it fast, you get a lot of coins, and you don't die. Um, so I got S rank, thinking nothing of it, and then I go to the Act 2, and I got a B rank. And I'm like, wow, it is a lot harder, and it's a lot cooler and a lot more fun to play those stages. Because, like I said, like at one point, a freaking huge like piranha fish was chasing after me. I thought it was Mario for a second. Mario? <laughs> you know how Mario has the big piranha chasing after him sometimes? Oh, oh the big... the fish with a big mouth yeah i was just kidding but yeah no um so it's a lot of fun i'm I'm really enjoying this game and uh i'm glad i picked it up i know a lot of people said that this is the um sonic to get if, if you're a fan of sonic and um yeah i mean i didn't like the demo but playing the game actually the actual game it's a lot more fun than the demo I'll, I'll suggest to anybody to try it out um not the demo but you know if you have a friend or you can rent it try it out and uh, if, I'd say if you're a fan of Sonic, the old school Genesis Sonics, just pick it up. It's only twenty five, thirty bucks now on 360 anyway. Uh, next demo I played actually is the Asura's Wrath demo. This is pretty interesting. Um, it plays out like a anime. Um, that's the only way I can explain it. Uh, it's it has the quick time events, you know, like the a lot push- of uh, button smashing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of button smashing. A lot of uh, press A or press B, um, not you know what I'm saying, uh, or not A and B. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't believe I said A and B. Um, but it plays out like an anime. So there's one part in the demo where 
the guy you're fighting, um, he's like, oh, it, it totally reminded me of, like, Dragon Ball. So he's like, oh, I'm just messing with you. And then it's like, oh, you actually hit me, so I have to go to my next transformation. He pulls out his sword. And then it's like, oh, you're beating me again. Okay, I'm going to power up again. And then at this point, his sword grows so long, it basically covers the distance between, like, the earth and the moon. Okay. What the hell? That's how long his sword is. And then um, he fight, you're fighting on the moon. And then so he stabs through you, through your uh, chest or whatever. The sword goes through. And as it's going through, you know, it's going, like, 100 miles an hour or whatever. And he's, they're talking to each other. Like, just like Dragon Ball, just like, just like something you see on Dragon Ball. And the sword comes out the other side of the earth, okay, as he's stabbing him. And then, of course, you know, because you're so powerful, you, all of a sudden you get, you get the uh, power and you break the sword in half and stuff like that. It's just really over-the-top, really anime style. Um, it's a game that I would want to play, uh, but again, like Blades of Time, it's not a game I'd pick up for 60 bucks. Well, the thing is, a lot of what I've heard with Azura's Wrath is it's a lot of t- quick-time events, and it's still going for $60 right now. Yeah, yeah. And I heard it's good. I heard if you like anime and uh, if, if you don't <laughs> play the quick-time events, then it's a good game. But, I'm again, I'm not going to pay 60 bucks for a button masher, basically. You know, I mean, not even, not even like, I don't know. And the fighting system itself, when you do actually fight without the quick-time events, isn't that good. There's some scenes that are like uh, you're running on the ground and you have to shoot forward or to the side with, with your powers. And there's other, other scenes where it's kind of like one-on-one um, 3D fighter. And th- those mechanics don't work that well. Um, if anything, I did like – I mean I did – I was interested in to see how this game progresses from the beginning to end. But again, like uh, you know, it's a rent at best for me. Um, yeah, those are the only games I'm playing, but I want to mention that I'm still reading the third book in the Earthsea trilogy called The Farthest Shore. Uh, I'm almost done. I'm like two-thirds of the way through. And my brother actually started the series. He's already almost through the first book. He's he's uh, really liking that too, so that's about cool. it for me. How about you, Frank? Well, I'll say real quick, um, I've, I don't know, I've ran out of uh, things to do with uh, Man in 12 as far as the free agency. I Wow. I added a couple of the running backs. I, I can't even recall their names because uh, I'm not too familiar with the running backs right now, but I added them. Uh, sorry, that that was the running backs that are um, you know, the top prospects for the draft. Uh, I didn't put them on the team, though. So, <laughs> Well, I, I put them on the team, but it was just a generic team. Like I don't really know if they'll go. They're not like projected to go anywhere right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, just playing it. Uh, that again with uh, all the roster changes and everything, but um, yeah, uh, with Mass Effect Three, I I started playing it again, and I decided I was going to be uh, evil because I've always picked all the good choices and everything. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, they're going to come out with an update. Uh, they well, they've promised previously that they were going to come out with an update because. Um, Everyone who tried to import their character from Mass Effect 1, uh, there was a lot of issues with the look of the character. Yeah. And I made one that was close, but then after I made it, it didn't look right. It just, they were weird, the whole game. It didn't feel, you know, it yeah. felt like a random person putting on, like, a mask of the person they're supposed to be. <laughs> it was just kind of close, but not really. Um, 
But they're going to come out with an update for that. And then, of course, in summer, they're going to have the, you know, what we talked about last week was the update for the end of the game. Yeah. So I was like, you know, if I play evil, I'm going to go through this whole thing and get the same, you know, confused moment where I walk away when the ending happens and like, (laughs) what? what?" Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it again. It feels like I was playing the game. And right before I got to the ending, it feels like I was playing the game, and just right before the end, I just decided, you know, I'm not going to play it anymore. Yeah. It feels like it didn't even happen. Well, that's what a lot of people um, people said is, <laughs> without giving away the, the uh, spoiler of the ending, uh, right before you go up on that elevator, people yeah. said, if you just turn off the game right there, it's a good ending. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> it still feels like, you know, if I went through it, that's going to happen again. So I went, I decided I want more Mass Effect, but I, I can't do three for right now. And I was like, if I do two, um, I'll be able to redo some of it. But I was like, why not just do it all again? So I picked up Mass Effect 1. And oddly enough, this game has actually held um, value. I think last week I was talking about possibly doing going back to Mass Effect 1. And I think I said, I was like, oh, I bet it's like six or eight bucks or something. Or I, I, yeah. I don't know if we said it before the show or during. But I was like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, it's Mass Effect 1. It came out, what, in like 2009, five? 2005? No, yeah, something. six, something like that. Five, five, five years ago or so. Uh, yeah, I think it's like 2006 or 2005. Yeah. So I was, um, I was like, oh, it'll be in the you know bargain bin. It's a popular game. There's a whole bunch of them. But um, it oddly enough at GameStop, it's still twenty nine ninety nine used. Wow, I didn't know that because I know I saw it online for twenty, but you know. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, uh, I got home and I wanted to play it, and I only had a couple hours of like stores being open, and I was like, okay, maybe I could find it cheaper at another store. Um, I'm kind of limited on on uh, video game stores where I am, so um, all the local ones were closed already at that time. Um, I mean, uh, the non like you know franchise ones, uh, well, well chain stores. Uh, so I was like, well, crap. I mean, I'm gonna have to you know go to Walmart or something and hope for the best. And I was like, that's an old game; they might not even have it. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I went on Xbox 360, and it was actually. Uh, available for instant download and it was only a uh, 19.99. That's crazy. Which is kind of cool. So I got that. Um, then I decided I'm going to do it all the way. Like you know, I never played most of the DLC for the older games, so I loaded up on points and got um, Pinnacle Station and Bring Down the Sky, uh, the DLC. Um, just a side note, I don't know if anyone else is going back, um, bring down the skies, uh, 80 points right now. Um, Pinnacle Station, the other DLC for Mass Effect 1, it actually is still going for 400 points, but it, it, it doesn't seem like there's much to it. You could, you could get a weapon if you beat the whole thing. It's basically uh-huh. a bunch of little time trial like type missions and, um, it's a bunch of, like, it's, it's almost like a shooting gallery kind of type part of the game you don't really get anything like experience from it unless except for the you know guns and stuff you win from you know beating the the time challenges and stuff yeah and from what i understand they're not even the best games in the not sorry not the best games they're not the best items in the game so um 
that still goes for 400 points. So, I mean, you know, if you're restarting it, it's, it's almost even somewhat doable to just to go without it. But, you know, if you want to go for it, go for it. Like, I'm trying right now. Yep. But, um, yeah, uh, I've just been playing Mass Effect 1. I'm probably three or three and a half hours in it. Um, I played the Pinnacle Station a little bit. It was kind of like, eh. It's, it's hard to rationalize right now because I can't, I'm not strong enough to, you know, beat all the challenges to win the rewards, and um, I don't get any XP from it, so it's like, why not just do something else? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've been playing that, and I'm, I've just been surprised uh, how aged the game feels. Um, I was telling Patrick before the show, um, when you go in the elevators in, in the game, and like um, when you're in the Citadel or in the spaceship, uh-huh. You have to actually sit and wait in the elevators and they play elevator music and Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of them are very long. When you're in the Citadel, it it's probably, I don't know, a good 20 40 seconds and the elevator's moving pretty quick, so it seems kind of goofy cuz you're just you're flying at like, you know, 60 miles an hour going down this elevator for a minute or like, you know, <laughs> or so um yeah, it was one of the worst parts of uh, that game was the elevators. <laughs> yeah, and it seems silly because you're in your spaceship and you're going down one story, and you're gonna, and then of course that elevator in the spaceship only goes like two feet a second, you know. Yeah. Um, you think elevators in the future would be faster? <laughs> yeah, it's the one in the Citadel is really fast. It's just the, the tunnel you're going down is a mile, but the one in the spaceship is really slow, and you're only going down like eight feet. <laughs> but um, but yeah um. Another thing too is is um, again like I was telling Patrick before the show is all the extra space they put in the Citadel. It I didn't realize it was that much like just empty like alleys and hallways. Yeah, and, and you know I liked it because well I kind of liked it because it felt real, but it also felt like almost like it wasn't even populated. Yeah, um, if I they remember, had, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say if they had actually populated it with like. A lot of people, yeah, like they did in Mass Effect Two or Mass Effect Three. Even though it was a smaller area, they still made it like look populated. Yeah, it's like I, every part was alive. It wasn't just a pointless. Yeah, if they had whatever. just done that and filled up the whole citadel, I think that would have been that would have been awesome. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, like I, like I was telling uh, Patrick too earlier is um, uh, it just it's crazy how large it was because there's a few like early on missions where you have to go from one part to another. Yeah. It takes you a good five minutes. And that's you know, even using the fast travel thing. Yeah, like you're walking all the way across the thing, and you have to go across these aisles, and then, oh, an elevator. And, and, and I mean, eventually you can use the fast travel, but it, it, it does only get you so far. But, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm liking it. It's, it's kind of interesting. Um, some of the characters that made it into 2 and 3 that I forgot were in 1 um, are popping up. Um. So it's it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm digging it so far. I'm just definitely gonna go for a try to go all the way, and hopefully by the time I get to three again, they'll have some of that those uh, add-ons on. Yeah, you know, I've been I've oh. been I've been thinking of going back to Mass Effect One for a while uh, on PC. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's one of those things, you know. I might do it. I might not. I want to. I really want to because I really love the story See, in Mass Effect One. That's that's where I was for a long time, like borderline, like like should I, shouldn't I? And I think I think if like playing now that I'm like 
you know, three hours into it. I think if I waited another year or two, I probably couldn't do it. Yeah. The graphics are noticeably, like, aged. Like, a lot of the minor details on the characters, I didn't even realize it. You know, because I've known these characters the whole series. You know, I'm, I when I think of them, I think of what they look like in Mass Effect 3. Yeah, you've seen them, you've seen them evolve, so you don't realize it. Yeah, but I didn't realize, you know, it was the same character in one, but there's all these details missing where it almost looked like a cartoonish, more version of a the character. Um, yep. But I think like a, a year or two from now, it might be... Because I, I, I don't know, I'm, I, I like older games, but sometimes when they don't, they don't <clears throat> hold up, I find it hard for myself to go back to them. <clears throat> I know what you mean. But um, I don't know, I'm, I'm digging it so far, and that's what I've been on so far. Cool, uh, cool. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Pat? What have you been playing? Well, I shouldn't even have to say it by now. Everybody should already know it. But Gears of War 3. What? Yep. Oh, I, damn. I guess I shocked Frank. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they had the... You the like la- that, huh? <laughs> I kind of do. I'm kind of getting into it, you know? Yeah. I, Just I, a little. I, yeah, you, you told me it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, yeah, like I said, they had that new map pack come out. Um forces of nature with new maps and everything and one of the um achievements was get to play uh through ways one through 12 of horde i mean um not horde the heck uh beast mode on all the maps there's like six of them so i did that and then i hadn't done it for the last map pack that had came out so i did it on that too um, but yeah, you know, I, I just, um, I, I actually got up to le- level 91 now. I'm almost wow. to where I can prestige. <laughs> nice. Uh, picked up and played, um, still got to play it. Uh, Devil May Cry, the HD collection. Uh, started off the first game and, um, and got, you know, through like four missions or so, then had to take off to the gym. So I, I still got to pop it back in and play some more. Still playing Bioshock, um, loving it. Except for it was weird. I did all this stuff, and um, I did all I did all these things, and then like there's this part where you, you have to be attacked. Well, I got attacked, and um, what's it called? Uh, um, I killed everybody, but then it was like everything. It was like the game froze. Like I can still move around. Uh-huh. And, the, and the the game sounds was still move were still doing their thing, but um, but everything else was like the, I, all the doors were locked. I was locked in this one area. I couldn't leave that area. That's weird. So then I tried to reload it, and it was like the 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 save that they had was yeah, the bug. Well, no, it was like it was when I first got to that area. So all this stuff that I had already saved it prior. Oh, okay. I, you know what I'm saying, and and so I, I was trying to reload that save again, and it was like that save was never there, so it, it, and it brought me all the way back to where I I had started when I first got to that part of that area. That's cool. So weird. I was like, "Fuck, I have to do this all over again." Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, but no, I know. You know. Well, what is it? Uh, I was curious, like with Bioshock, like you know, I, I haven't played them too much myself. Mm-hmm. Um, does one and two and and then the new one come out does the story i mean it kind of links but not directly right the the first and second one link oh kind of where 
because like all right, I mean, because they were also done by two different companies, but okay. they were they, they still like um, the first one you were you know your character and and everything you were a regular person, and the second one you were a big daddy. But it's supposed to be after um, they talk about Andrew Ryan, uh, what happened to him, and like the new person. Well, it's been out long enough; I could probably say. But Sophia, yeah. how she took over everything after Andrew Ryan was killed in the first game, and how she's trying to change things and everything else. So there, there are connections to the first game, but it's not like directly like, okay. you know, because you're, you're also kind of in different parts of, of Rapture. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they 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 do talk about your the character in the first game. I think if I remember his name was Jack. You know, yeah, they don't, I don't really, remember. They don't, they don't ever really say his name too much, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Jack. But um, they talk, they kind of like like in like like in the first one where you can do audio logs. You find audio yeah. logs in the second one, and they're like mentions of them, or and I think there's even a picture of them later on. You can find in a church or something. But other than that, it's it's not not like direct like direct direct. Yeah, um, I was I was just curious because. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking because, like, you know, like I said, how I was starting the the Mass Effect thing, I was like wondering if it would like kind of like prep you for the infinite no, no, and whatnot. Uh, infinite though, that's the other thing though. Is I'm I'm trying to figure out since it's not even it. I want to see it has nothing to do with underwater. Yeah, I mean, like I remember it's, the first trailer I saw for it. It showed underwater. It showed a big daddy and everything, but it then it went up and it was a, a fish tank. They said. um from, they haven't really said much about it, but I know they said that this game, uh, Bioshock Infinite, is what they wanted um, to make right after Bioshock 1. And basically, originally, they would have called it Bioshock 2, but the license was sold and all that stuff. Somehow it connects to Bioshock 1, but they haven't revealed how yet. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out, because Andrew Ryan, the whole thing was with Andrew Ryan under, underwater. So I'm, I'm just wondering if there was maybe someone who connected to Andrew, Andrew Ryan built this Sky City. Yeah. Because it does take place, I think, in supposed to take place in the 60s-ish or something. And when did Bioshock 1 take place? It They went crazy and all the other stuff after 1959. And, yeah. And, uh, so it was, I gotta check, I, I mean, I, I don't think it was trying to say it was modern day. No, I'm pretty sure it was It was, it was shortly 60s. after, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That's why I think I read too. So... Well, even the way, yeah, yeah. So it was, I, 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 it was shortly after 1959. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they connect them. Yep, I agree. Um, I played uh, Sonic the Hedgehog four episode one. Remember you oh. got you got that for me a while back for Christmas or something. I did. Yeah, I did not remember that, but you're welcome. But- you did, but I remember <laughs> I kept you in the casino area. I kept getting stuck on that one where you try you can't outrun the cards in the, as they flip. Oh, I do remember you talking about it now. Okay, well I finally said screw this. I, I it's been long enough. Let me try it again. And I got past it and um, finished off the casino area, and now I'm in the was the Mystic Caves or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I did like two of those levels, and then I had to I had to leave. So um, I'm back on track on to uh, beating that. <laughs> I got I got to the final boss of of uh, episode one, and I tried him like a good ten, fifteen times. And I could not beat him. I was reading about strategies, and and like even some people are saying that it's the last boss is a little buggy. Uh huh. To where um, even if you follow like the strategy that is supposedly supposed to beat him, sometimes you'll still die. Well, shit. 
That's bullshit. Yeah, but you know, it happens. Yep, yep. Uh, and then finally, I've uh, been reading the third uh, Gears of War book, Gears of War Anvil Gate. But I still haven't, I'm still in the first chapter, so don't have much to say about that yet. <laughs> cool, cool. I do wish, though, I did read this book prior to playing the third game. Oh, yeah? It, it was out prior, but like there's like certain characters like Sam, how she's just there out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Sam is, is around. Well... The very first in the in the in the prologue, they're already the first page is talking about Sam. So it's kind of like um, Frank, you know, uh, in Mass Effect Three, the cyborg guy, whatever his name is, I forgot. The one that was in two and three. The board. The the guy, the ninja guy, was in number two. Wait. Which no, no, guy? No, the bad guy. The bad guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in the he was in the third Mass Effect book, and he you really got to know him in the book. Oh okay. Yeah, so and it, that's why it, it was. It, if you didn't read the book, it's just kind of random. Like basically, what Patrick's saying about that. But yeah, that, that's cool, Pat. So uh, you, you said you got how far in so far? Uh, just, I'm I'm still in the. I read the prologue and then I'm I'm in the first chapter. Oh okay, cool, cool, cool. And I'd just like to say that uh, Giants just won, so that's good. Giants, yeah. They, I th- I thought they won earlier. Oh. Maybe I'm watching a recap. Yeah, yeah, I think you're watching a recap, sir. I literally, it said bottom of the ninth inning, or top of the ninth inning. I'm like, oh, it must be just ending. Dumbass. Anyway, so they still won. I'm happy. (laughs) What's coming out for the week of 415 to 422, you have The Witcher Witcher 2, (laughs) Assassin of Kings for the 360. You know what? And I Um, just added Mac. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because it came out today, too. Okay. Oh no! The one thing I was going to say about this one is actually kind of um, interesting because they said they weren't going to um, tame some of the um, scenes in the game. They were kind of uh, adult and whatnot. Yeah, very sexual but and very violent. Both. I almost, I, I almost kind of think they did because uh, it has a mature rating, and I can't see it getting a mature rating under what the original one was. Oh. I mean, Mature is pretty much the highest uh, for regular video games. Out. Yeah, but have you, have you played Witcher on PC? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, have a whole then, lot, but yeah, I, don't, I know I don't what you're those... saying. I know it's pretty X, X, X. Well, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they did something to make it, you know. Um, but yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, right away in the opening, I mean, it's like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Naked scenes and stuff, and I, I don't know. Let's... Yeah, that's true. The first, very first scene. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and also... To add to this, uh, like Patrick said, it came out on 360 and Mac today, but also everything in the versions that they added for the for the version that came out today is free to download on PC right now. Yeah, well, you know, and just in general, they've, they've been really good with the support of that game. All the, um, most of the add-ons, at least the ones I know of, were, that were pretty significant have all been free on PC. Cool. Real quick, uh, while you guys were talking about the game, I was looking up real quick. It Bioshock is set during 1960. Infinite or the first one? The first one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's, I it's... actually thought it was a little bit after that, since um, the it was supposed to, you know, right after uh, 1959, the New Year's, in you know, uh, I, I thought maybe it was like a couple years after, but apparently it's right. About a year after it happened. Oh, okay. It's 60. And then I was right. The character's name is Jack. There you go. I I, I remember something sometimes. <laughs> um, 
Deadliest Warrior Ancient Combat for the PS3 and the 360. And House of the Dead 4 for the PS3. Cool. And, cool. Um, huh? Okay, I, 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 normally we have, what's it called? Yeah, uh, we didn't have any this yeah. week. <laughs> so that, I, I'm a little thrown off there. That's why I was like, I went to go look and I was like, where the hell did it go? <laughs> All right. Yep. All right. Well, that's the um, first half. We're going to take a quick break, come back with news. And we actually have a lot on the second half today. We have NPDs and, of course, uh, week two for the verses. Um, and, yeah. yeah, a few other surprises. So we'll be right back. Yay! All right, we're back from our break. So let's get into some news stories. Yes, sir. Um, Dragon Ball Z coming to the Connect. Yeah, I heard about this, too. Yep, they're going to – I, I kind of read a little bit on it. They didn't have a big article, but they were pretty much just saying how you're going to – you can uh, – there's going to be like a story mode, and it's going to be like first person. Interesting. And um, – Okay. You know, so I, I just I can see everybody every two seconds trying to throw yell out command mail waivers. I shit. was just I was just thinking it, but they were also saying like one of the first things one of the on the article I was reading they were like yeah I can't wait to do the fusion dance. <laughs> I was like yeah oh, just God. thinking about that everybody's gonna be standing in front of their uh, in front of their yeah. uh, connect going fusion. <laughs> wow, that's gonna be interesting. And I guess from the little that I read. Uh, it was. It actually said that it's supposed to be a, a one of the higher budget uh, Dragon Ball Z games too. Just uh, as long yeah. as they uh, stay uh, kind of under control with the powering up. I mean, that could get kind of boring. And you gonna sit there in front of your connect? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have, <laughs> Ball Z, they'll have like you know they'll have the backstories going on, but they'll have like five episodes of the two main guys powering up. Uh, yeah, you have to stand in that same uh, stance and the whole story's going on for like 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it could be fun. You know, I know it's a little little uh, off subject, but uh, my brother-in-law picked up the Star Wars Connect, and he said it's actually pretty good. Uh, next next time I go over to his house, I'm going to have to play it and see for myself. But my I guess my nephew really likes it. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, HBO Go on the Xbox 360, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but prior to this week, 
if you were an Xfinity uh, Comcast customer, you could not watch HBO on your 360. Now, this is the only area that HBO Go had that you could not watch it if you were an Xfinity. Like, I mean, I could watch it on my tablet. I could watch it on my computer. But for some reason, the 360 didn't have the support. Well, for whatever reason, they, it was added this week. Um, I mean, for whatever reason, the delay. Uh, HBO Go came out two weeks ago, I believe. and so. But now if you're Comcast, you can watch it on there. So I was happy. I got on there last night. I can't wait to start watching uh, Game of Thrones. It's already the third episode is just about to come out for the season two. Yeah, I gotta check out that that app thing. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just kind of waiting a little bit. Uh, well, for I know you're talking about the app, but uh, King of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Thank stuff. you, Game of Thrones. Just because it's like, you know, if you just watch one episode a week, I think it would it would get kind of confusing. That's why I, I watched the whole series, for whole first season in like three days. And uh, I understood a lot more than a lot of the people. So I, I'm probably going to wait like half the season and then start watching it. Hmm. Um, well, Avengers Bring Redemption, a picture with this saying was posted on uh, PlayStation's Facebook with the date of April 19th. Could be hinting to a new God of War game. Yeah, and this is pretty interesting. Did you read? Did you read any articles about it, or did you just kind of see the? I page? that's pretty much all they were saying is that they were hinting to it, and like how what was it at the beginning of the? I, I reported on it, but I don't remember exactly. When, it might have been around January that the composer for uh, one of the composers for God oh, of yeah. War games said that there he was composing music for God of War four. Yep, and then um, there was something else that got released about talking about God of War four. So they're pretty yeah. much thinking that on April nineteenth they're going to announce um, God of War four when it's going to be released or some info on it or something. Or maybe maybe it'll be God of War Vita. <laughs> I hope it's not for the Vita because I'll I be know. so pissed. Um, yeah, but I guess apparently uh, hidden inside either the file name of the um, picture or something I, uh, in the web address or something. There's like uh, it's kind of like encrypted and it's like G O W something. Uh, four nineteen or something like that. So everyone like they're like a lot. Most people are pretty sure it's God of War. So yeah, a lot of people are excited. And I know you are. I I definitely will be. Of course, then again, it will be. Uh, uh, it'll probably they'll probably announce it and say it's going to be on the next generation PlayStation or something. I, That's true. It's just an announcement. Yeah, I doubt that. I I mean, if anything, they might. Say because they wouldn't announce a game for the next generation console at this. Oh, point. Well, uh, they were oh. already saying stuff that it, if they make another God of War game, that it most likely will be on the next generation one. Yeah, but you what I'm what? saying, oh. hey, Patrick, what? what? Yeah, I really, I really hope it's not dun, for the Vita. Dun, if it's God of War four, but if it's, if it's God of War four, <laughs> then it won't be for the Vita. Yeah, that will be on a console. If it's no, like, I was the, just saying that would, I, I would imagine that would piss you off. It would, because I'm I, guessing I mean, it's I like God of War four on the PS Vita. <laughs> I, I would, uh, yeah, I don't see. There's no way they they put a big name like that on the it's, Vita. It's the next generation, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have a feeling it'll it'll either be uh, God of War four and it'll be for PlayStation three, or it'll be some spinoff title for Vita. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, because the only reason I say this because PlayStation hasn't even announced their next console yet, so no company is going to announce. A game for it, yeah. You know what I mean. That we but, had, uh, what was it? Patrick, name again? Uh, or Orbis? Yeah, Orbis. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that does, that's not official. Is what I mean. But it would be kind of crazy if they're like, 
you know what? We're announcing God of War 4, and guess what? At the same time, we're announcing the next console. Well, well that's I, what I was going to tell Patrick. I mean, he'd probably be just lose his mind because it's like, you know, they've upped God of War to like represent the whole console. Yeah, I know. That would be that would be actually be kind of cool. That would almost be smart of them. But I probably would lose my mind. <laughs> if you'd stop playing Gears of War for like a half an hour to read the article. I mean, <laughs> Gears of War 3, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. So this is uh pretty interesting and actually I totally agree with this. Um although it's still in the courts. There's a settlement um that, a temporary settlement that requires GameStop to tell customers about um, any content that they don't get when they purchase used games. Uh, this could include uh, online passes or other DLC. Um, basically, a good example of this is um, in Arkham City that came out. You know, if you bought the game new, you get Catwoman. But if you buy it used, you don't. Yeah. So, and basically, GameStop is now required. It doesn't matter if it's uh, you get an extra gun all the way to... you online passes uh gamestop is required to post signs on shelves near used games saying that you may not get all the uh well, the content but you know what i mean this, in a, okay this, this was a, a lawsuit out of seattle or something right no california no uh, you I, I thought i said it was seattle and that it, it and it's gonna affect us in california it's only california right now uh, i think you're wrong about that but well, they, um Either they way, told me when I bought Mass Effect 3 a while ago, like a month ago, they told yeah. me I wouldn't have the online pass. But yeah, this, go ahead. The thing with me is if you're buying a used game, you know that the person – you should automatically know that the person before you had used those codes. But you know, not necessarily. It, it, well, I mean, come on, bro. A used game and, and it's going to come with a code. I mean, you, you if you're buying a used game, you should well, already – I mean, you got to think kids are buying it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, kids and parents are what like, they... I know, but... Yeah, me yeah. and you, uh, the three of us, it's like, whatever, we know, but it's kids and parents. Or, like, and, if, you know, uh, yeah, like, a, someone, someone sense, were though. buying, like, if, a gift for someone. If you're yeah. buying something used, like, that's like buying a new car and expecting it to uh, have zero to ten game. miles on it or something. You know what I'm saying? That's stupid. That's like going to McDonald's and uh, eat, ordering the supersized fucking menu, eating yeah, it, get fat, and then blaming... If you didn't, if blaming you didn't care about video games... And- your your friend wanted a video game and you bought it for them and you're like yeah I mean well, you even buy it used buy it new then yeah but you wouldn't know because you don't give a I shit about that game. It, no especially Patrick think about it this way when we were kids you bought a game and everything was in it now imagine you didn't pl- you stopped playing games when you were 15 16 years old you have a kid now and you your kid's five or six years old you go and go uh, buy a game and um, your kid's like, yeah, I want this and that, and you get home and it's not in there. That's the kind of person it's targeted towards, not your average video but, game I player. Mean, if, if if you went and you bought it from the used section, you should know. But it's how? It's but we, games, you don't know. It, every it says right there, used games. Games. You only can't tell me that this kind of stuff in the last couple of years, though. Yeah, it's, but if you if your experience with video games is like Mario, you're not going to think like but, like okay. Super Mario Brothers. Like, oh, there's going to be a complete difference. I'm not going to have part of the game because it's used. Okay, but common sense should tell you if you're buying something used, it's not new, so it's probably not going to have everything that the new version would have it's, it's brand new, new out of box. New, aspect of games though yeah it's only been the last couple of years it's been like that i mean if you but bought a- common sense it don't matter it doesn't have to be with video games not really anything you buy used isn't going to be the same as buying it new 
Well, that's it used true, to but be for video games. For video games, it's like DVDs. It'd it be used like, to be true for video games, like a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, think about it. When you bought a PlayStation 2 game, it was never like, oh, hey, yeah, you bought this PlayStation 2 game, but you, you didn't get all the content. All the content used to be on, on the disc no matter what. And uh, even early 360 games, or PS3 games, it was either everything was on the disc and then you downloaded the extra. It was never, hey, look, we put this in the box just because we don't want uh, you to buy it used. That's basically what companies have been doing over the year, and that's what it's at. It's not the DLC that you can buy online. It's the DLC that companies try to um, discourage used game sales for, and it's a brand new thing. It's a brand new thing. And that's what people uh, are getting. Well, the the people who sued it was uh, two guys. I don't I don't remember the, their names. And that's what that's dumb kinda, shit that's, and stupid fuck. That's kind of intense though, though, to go all the way to court for that. Like, yeah, I know. And actually, I, it, I'd be bummed. Like, if I didn't know, like, like if I bought Madden for a friend and I didn't know about it, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I got to pay ten dollars for the online code." Like, "Oh, I didn't know that." My my first response would be like, "Oh, really? You have to pay for the online code." Let's take this to court. <laughs> now, now, they, right now, it's only tentatively uh, official. It's basically they won a right to basically get this going, but it still has to go through the court systems. Um, and also, um, if and this is this is where it, it's kind of uh, shaky on 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 what's going to happen. If you get, buy a used game. And it doesn't have the content, then um, somehow in store credit kind of thing, you get uh, ten or fifteen dollars back. I don't know about Off- that. Yeah, that that's what it said. I, it like like in, you, like, you mean maybe if they fail to let them know? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but it's it's still yeah. imports, and it's it's going to go back. I think in September is when the official court ruling is going to be on this all, and see if it's really going to go into effect as a permanent law. I, I think even like whether with the whole thing, I, if it happened to me and like I didn't know, I probably wouldn't sue. I'd be like annoyed and bummed, but I wouldn't like think to go to court. I'd, yeah, same here. But um, I think it's just as a courtesy, just because um, you know, like I said, not everyone's like in the know with like what it is, you know, with how the games work now. Yeah, um, I still disagree that. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you're buying something huge. You know, it's not gonna be okay. The same. Okay. So that's just so that's when just, you go to Game Alley and and you you buy like Mario Super Mario Brothers two and then you buy Madden twelve and they're both exactly different. <laughs> I don't but, know. Um, it's it's just a change. It's a show of times. I mean, it's it's in five years. This will probably be a non-issue. But yeah, you know and that's but, uh, that's what it comes down to. You know, like I said, it, it's a courtesy. But um, the one thing that I I see is it could actually. I mean, it could help the video game companies, and it could actually help like new um, new video game sales. Yeah, uh, and that's exactly what. That's what happened with me. Like uh, I, when I went to get Mass Effect Three, they're like, "I was like, oh, I'll get it used. I don't care, whatever." And they're like, "Well, you won't get the online code if you, um, you know, to play the multiplayer." Uh huh. I was like, "Oh crap! They're doing that too, like how they did with Madden." Yep. And I was like, well, I was like, well, like you know, the online code costs ten dollars." The used version only costs like six dollars less. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I was like, I guess I'll get it new, you know." Yeah, and um, you 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 can bet all the uh, retailers right now. I'm not retailers. The uh, producers, the companies, the video game companies. They're they're sitting there going, "Please let this pass, and please let it happen yeah, all over like, the country." They're like super stoked. They're uh, yeah, because like, yeah, now every, now every single time someone tries to get a used game, they're gonna tell them what it's missing. 
and they're gonna, and yeah, and they're gonna see that it's a better value to buy it new, even if it's not. You know, they're gonna that the person unknowing might go, well, you get more content for fifteen more dollars, yeah. might as well buy it, yeah. it new. Like, you know, like I guess again the example of buying it for a gift, like the content could be completely stupid. You know, uh, they could have like, uh, oh, you get a different hair color. You know, and when when they sell the game, they're gonna be like, oh, but. Uh, if you buy it used, you're not going to get the alternative looks, and everyone's like, "Yeah, well, I don't want to buy an incomplete game for a gift." Like, exactly. I guess I'll pay the extra twenty bucks, and then, <laughs> and then yeah. they find out like, "Oh, what, what did I get for that extra twenty dollars?" Oh, well, now you get like two colors of uh, hair. Like, oh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> now I feel kind of dumb. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, you know, they'll be like the other guys. Like, I feel kind of dumb. I paid twenty dollars for this. Now we must take it to court. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No. The whole situation is kind of dumb, but yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Pat, you're next. Mm, well, whatever. Uh, no Capcom zombies for Nintendo. Resident Evil 6 not planned for the Wii U. Kind of surprised, but... I mean, I'm I'm kind of not surprised. Um, just because, you know, no one's really made anything good for Nintendo, uh, hardcore g- gamer-wise. This I mean, generation... They gave it a couple shots. Well, okay, well, yeah, the Wii. Uh, yeah. I just mean... The, the GameCube, they, they they took a couple decent shots. The Wii, yeah. I think so much. Well, Resident Evil 4 was on GameCube. It originally came out on GameCube. That's what I mean. And wasn't the remake uh, the one that like got a lot of praise of, what was it, like Zero or something on GameCube? Resident Evil Zero? Yeah, I think that came out on GameCube, too. And and didn't we have a, a Resident Evil exclusive? Um, I think it was Zero was the exclusive because oh, okay. so, so was Resident Evil Four. But then, about a year later or a year and a half later, Resident Evil Four came out on um, PlayStation Two. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's not surprising just because of uh, Nintendo's track record and and you know if, if you're Capcom, you know you you probably look at your past sales compared to other systems and go, I'm not sure if I'm willing to uh, chance that yet. You know. Yeah, I mean it it's probably like it'll probably be like the other systems where they might get around to like you know, one day yeah. Resident Evil Seven will be on there. But Yeah. It, and it, it, who knows? It could they get around to it. Yeah, it could be a year after Wii U comes out and they're like, you know what? Uh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and port uh Resident Evil Six over. But I don't blame them for, you know, not for being kinda cautious, because right now it's just no one really knows about the Wii U. Uh, so uh, PAX this, was this week, and not too much news news uh, came out of it. But Borderlands Two got a new class revealed. Now this is not going to be uh, in the game. It's going to be one of their first DLCs. It's going to add a character called the Necromancer, and she's a female cyborg character. And her main power is that she can control this large robot named D three seven four dash TP, which is a uh, Basically means death trap. Um, it's kind of okay. like, uh, you know, claptrap. Uh, yeah. It's basically like they're saying, uh, kind of like a, a pun, like a parody of claptrap, only like evil and really strong. So uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be DLC at quote unquote a later date. They're not they're not working on it right now. They have the concept. And they have, but that's about it. But they wanted to show it off, saying, "Look, like basically, look, we're already working on DLC for this game, kind of thing." Um, is it going to be dancing? Oh, it's going to be jamming. 
because you know, uh, claptrap dances. This guy's gonna jam. <laughs> I'm jamming. I'm jamming. <laughs> exactly. Uh. Oh, sorry. I was looking at something. Uh, uh, Resident Evil Six will have a mer- the mercenaries back, um, but we'll have uh, we'll have uh, pre-order bonus map packs for each. Um, for GameStop, Best Buy, and Amazon. So, in other words, you're going to get, uh, if you pre order at um, GameStop, you're going to get um, the Catacombs, I think it was called. I, 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 I forgot to write them down. Are these like yeah, multiplayer but, maps? or? Uh, well, what Mercenaries is, is you get to pick a character and then you're on a time. Oh, okay. okay I, I, to, I remember now. Yeah, yeah you just try to so survive until yeah the time's up and you can get more time to get a better score. Okay, but um, it, it, it either GameStop, Best Buy, or Amazon. If you pre-order it, you're going to get a different map pack, and they they haven't said if they'll l- release those maps later on. Like you know, for, you know. But I, this, I, I, I kind of have a problem with this, and this is kind of where I draw the line on. And I've said this for a while with pre-order bonuses. I mean, I understand that you know different companies want different reasons for you to pre-order at their place but um you know there's stories of people who actually pre-order at like five different places just to get the pre-order bonus at all of them and then return four of the games Mm -hmm. and you know for me that's a good idea yeah for me what a company (laughs) should do what a company should do is uh you know and be like hey we have five different places or in this case three different places that um uh, three different pre-order bonus, or you can wait a month, and then you can buy all the pre-order DLC for twenty bucks or or fifteen bucks or whatever you know whatever the value depending on what it is. Um, and a lot of places don't do that. A lot of places the pre-order bonus never comes out as DLC. Yeah, you know, and it, I mean that's yeah because you know you're sitting here like, what happens if you if you really want if you're really into the mercenaries and you're gonna want all three eBay. You know? That's true. People will be selling them. That's true. I don't know. It's just it's just Heck, one of those. I, I should just rent. I, I should reserve one and return they, it and just eBay the the code. Seriously, so that's uh, uh, actually that's what one of my friends did for. I think it was um, Soul Calibur, the new Soul Calibur game. Yeah. Uh huh. He bought one at Best Buy and one at a different one because they had different codes, and then he sold me the game. Um, yeah. So I didn't get the code, but whatever. I didn't really care. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that's. I, I don't know. That's yeah, I'm, just. You know, I'm nervous though. Is uh, I'll, I'll just uh I'll buy like one of them, and just plan to not even play it and return it. But then I'll just get shaky and I'll be like, I got to see what the I got to see what the the map looks like just <laughs> real quick and, you know. Yeah. Just, it'll, it might happen. Ruins everything, and you never play the game again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Fast Star Online Two will use three types of currency. Um, the first one is Masete, Maseta, and this is the common cur- currency of the series, all the way back to the original Fast Star uh, role-playing game back on uh, Sega Master System. Um, something called Arcs Cash, which is your um, uh, real money cash, like you you pay real money to buy this, and then you can use the Arcs Cash to buy things like uh, extra characters and all that stuff. And then the third one is called Fun. Wow. Yeah. Excuse me. 
I thought you were just really excited there, Patrick. <laughs> um, so the third third currency is called Fun. It's just F U N, no like fun bucks or anything like that. Just fun, and it's acquired by doing things such as logging in frequently or uh, if your friend summons your character to use as an AI support. Um, and of course, it can be bought with Arcs Cash. But another way to earn fun is by giving praise to your fellow friends and other people. Basically, they say it's the equivalent of like liking on Facebook or retweeting, basically. Like, you know, you go on there and you, someone does something good or they post something and then you basically tell them good job and you get fun money. Yeah, you're going to have like people like way completely over praising people. Yep, yep. Like, hey, I got level two. Oh, good job. Oh, my God. You did it. Oh, just random people you don't know. Like, get three funds. Just done the best thing ever known. <laughs> and you use the fun to buy fun scratchers. And these scratchers uh, give Are you fun. A, yes. They give you a chance to uh, acquire additional music for your in game house, uh, additional hair accessories, and other useful yeah. in game items. Um, basically, the way you look at it is Maseta, which is the main currency. That'll be what you buy your potions, your, you buy your weapons, you buy your armor with. Arcs Cash, you'll be able to enhance your game um, by like adding you know, extra room or uh, extra character slots or stuff like that, but nothing that affects the balance. And fun will be used more for like um, accessories and... Again, nothing that'll that you, will give you an advantage, but it, at the same time, it's it's like aesthetic stuff right. that make it better. Yeah, it's fun, exactly, fun stuff. So it's pretty interesting. I'm really looking forward to this game. And actually, it was announced. Um, I don't know if I talked about it when I talked about it being announced for the Vita. It's also been announced for uh, that you will be able to play on Android and iOS. Although I don't think you can play against PC people on the Android or iOS, but I think you can transfer your character. Temporarily, so like if you're on the go and you want to play, then you can play on your phone. But then when you get home, you can go back to your the normal game on your PC. So it's pretty interesting. It'll be the first time that uh, a game is cross uh, platform like this. Not only is it cross platform PC and Vita compatible, but it's also going to be on mobile phones. So it's pretty cool. Hmm. Yep. Um, well, Skyrim is getting Connect support. We'll uh, have a free patch later this month. Uh, we'll bring 200 voice commands along with a drag all, with all dragon shouts, and we'll also fix other problems that the the bugs in Skyrim. Of course, it will. <laughs> There's always bugs in Skyrim. Um, yeah, and I, I'm going to post a video to this. Patrick was the one who obviously he brought it up, and he was the one who actually originally told me about it. Um, I uh, watched the trailer from Bethesda's blog. It's pretty awesome. Um, it's it's the only reason that I would actually buy Skyrim on on uh, 360. But it's uh, it it. I mean, really, like you can memorize every single dragon shout and use them. Um, along, you can tell your uh, companion what to do. You can. Wh- what I thought was really cool is you could say like, um, equip dual fire spell, and it'll equip fire spell on both your hands. And stuff like that. So that's that's really yeah, shield and axe, and he'll bust out a shield and axe. Yeah. Oh, so you did? You you ended up watching the trailer? Yeah, I watched. I watched it. Oh, okay. That's actually kind of useful because um, there's a, uh, I mean, with uh, switching spells and stuff, you could like 
save the links for them and everything. But there's there's like a you know a good amount of spells you're gonna want to shortlist. So yeah, even if you you know skim the list down to what you want to use, you're still gonna end up with like ten or twelve. Over your, it's just kind of a not very efficient to switch. You know when you're using the in-game system. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and you can, and they're also adding a sort feature, so you can sort your inventory, um, and you and you can also search through your inventory with voice um, and on the controller, of course. But so it's oh. pretty cool. So yeah, uh, that's it for news this week. Um, as I said before, we get into the versus results. Uh, I'm gonna post a link to the the Skyrim Connect support trailer and the other video I'm going to be posting this week is Resident Evil 6 C-Virus trailer. Uh, have you seen this trailer, Patrick? I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I haven't watched the one that you posted, uh, so I don't know. Uh, let me. I'll, I'll click on it right now. But I think it was released either today I, or yesterday. I That's saw one that, yeah, that was just recently put up on Xbox. Okay. Um, and I think it's by just seeing that before I even hit play, I believe it's the one I, I've seen already. Cool. Of course, I have to add my fucking birthday and everything. Of course. Uh, all right, well, what are you doing? They want to give you a birthday wish. Hell yeah, hell <laughs> birthday wishes. <laughs> yeah, so so those two videos will be up on our show notes. Um, and while Patrick's doing that, why don't you go over the week two results for our verses, uh, Frank? All right. Well, week two was uh, Sub-Zero versus uh, Cloud Strife. And the winner with 60% of the vote is uh, Cloud. Cloud Strife takes the win. I don't think so, but nonetheless. I, I mean, I, I could see this one going either way. Um, Depending, yeah. Sub-Zero has his... Um, I mean, in in a way, like Cloud even has his strength. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sub-Zero could freeze randomly. Well, I mean, but, Sub-Zero uh, can he's always... He's a ninja. He's, Sub-Zero always has cold drinks. Yeah. You're stupid. <laughs> well, no, the thing with him and his strength, like uh, Cloud Strife... Uh, carrying around like a giant buster sword that was like, you know, you could only imagine how heavy. So he was he was strong too. He was not just, uh, you know, throwing out like magic spells and stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, is I think they're both strong enough where I could re- like, you know, you know, if they fought again and again and again, I don't think it'd be like always one way or the other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Sub-Zero definitely has his powers. I mean, um, the way I look at it is Sub-Zero is a master of ice. Um, as where Cloud, yeah, he can control the elements, but not nearly as good as Sub Zero can control ice. But I mean, like I said, also though, I mean, like I, if if you're gonna go for skilled fighters, I would think I'd have to give it more to. I don't know. I mean, Cloud is he's 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 pretty fast and he's extremely strong. Um, but you, I mean, it, it, like I said, it would be close. I personally did vote for Cloud. Um, and I know who do you vote for, Frank? Uh, Cloud. Ah, uh, there you Who'd go. Who'd you vote for? Cloud. No, no, I mean Jeremy. Oh, Cloud. I knew you guys always stick with Final Fantasy, no matter what. <laughs> not really. Um, there's well, a lot bullshit. Of not really. Oh, come on now. That was Kevin. Come on. That well, was you. That was too, bro. Here's no. the thing: is Cloud could swing around like this, like giant, like metal sword that's like, uh, like you know, what, eighty pounds or something, which is gonna like, slow him up. With no, where... but he swings it around really fast. He like he nah. controls it. A couple of his attacks, he's twirling. So Zero just freeze his ass while he <laughs> while he was trying to swing it, and that'd be his ass. Yeah, but then Sub Zero would freeze him twice and freeze himself. No, I'm no, kidding. He <laughs> he gets carried away because 
He just likes freezing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, what do we have for the lineup this week? All right. For week three, we have – first we have um, a you know small character. I don't know if you guys know who it is. Um, Mario? Who's Mario? I'm is not sure. Uh, I never heard of him. Yeah. Something like that. Well, uh, this little known character from um, – I think it was created by Nintendo, uh, debuted in 1981 in the Donkey Kong game. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember that, that one? Yeah, yeah, that guy. All the time, uh, three years before we were born. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, overall, uh, Mario, you know who it is, 262 million Mario games sold. Now, these are only Mario games. This isn't counting like Mario Party, uh, Mario Kart. These are Super Mario, Mario games, like his own game. Um, so you figure 262 million Mario series games sold. It has to be some kind of crazy number if you include all his appearances. Um, also, Super Mario Brothers um, for the NES is the second best-selling game ever uh it sold 40.24 million copies wow um and of that 262 million mario games um sold uh that was actually 262 million from 25 games um and then he could um he could also jump on people yeah he can always <laughs> jump that, that's his, that's awesome he, so, he's sponsored by Red Wings. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, overall, this is he's one of the characters. He's not only just a staple in a franchise, he's a staple in almost just video games for several years. Um, Combat-wise, though, he he is somewhat limited by more than, you know, as well, some of our fighters. He 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 does have... The, well, you want to say something? Well, say, I mean, he's... I mean, you got to give him, he, he's pretty strong if, you know, I mean, he can bust bricks like it ain't shit with his bare hands all day. So it's or, not no, like yeah. he's, like, he, weak. Yeah, he could he could jump eight street, you know, he could he could jump uh, eight feet. Like, if you put it in real, like, life perspective, he could jump, like, eight feet straight up and ram his head into a brick, like. And it just breaks. Ball, and it just <laughs> it crumbles. And, and he, he doesn't get a concussion. He doesn't pass out. And there's no blood. He, he just keeps doing it again and again and again. And, yeah, he could jump, like, really, really high. And then uh, he also has the power of his suits and his um, add-ons. He could um, get a star and twinkle, like, mad. <laughs> <laughs> but he's untouchable during the time he has the star power. And if just, he touches you, you die. And just completely stun everyone. Um, that might be like a gift and a curse, though. I mean, you know, he could be at a birthday party and a little star hits him, and then all of a sudden, like, no, <laughs> just touches <laughs> all his friends and like, no, I was just giving him like respect knuckles and hugs. <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, he has uh, varying powers. Of course, um, all of them are limited. You know, he gets hit once, he loses his suit. He gets hit again, he shrinks, and then he gets hit again, and he he just jumps. And, Jumps off the screen, <laughs> disappears. Much, yeah, but and I mean, he also has the famous uh, Peter's favorite uh, Tanuki suit. Yeah, <laughs> that gives him flight, and he can just whoop people with the tail. Or he can put on a cape and do the same thing. 
Too or, bad. Uh, the frog suit, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the uh, firepower with the, f- the flower. Ice power. And that metal suit, too. Oh, yep, yeah. that makes him extremely um, strong yeah. and, 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 and really invulnerable. Oh, and of course he had the bee suit, where he turns into a bee. I never and, played that one. Yeah, And he could also put um, a pack of water on his I was just going to say that. <laughs> Shoot it at people. I mean, that's more of a party uh, you know, ability. <laughs> that's not, I don't know if that would really scare anyone away. but I mean, it would get you wet and it would be annoying, but... <laughs> yeah, so um, you can also... Um, Fix your plumbing if you got to talk clock yeah. toilet. Yeah, and he will completely piss you off if you throw like a lasagna party because he's just gonna just have it all. You know, like or spaghetti or whatever. Oh yeah, spaghetti. But um, so yeah, I mean Mario's well known, so he's our first contestant. Uh, we'll combatant for the poll for week three. Uh, next up, we have uh, Jill Valentine from the Resident Evil franchise. Uh, she debuted in 1996 in the Resident Evil game. A uh, little information about her. She's a um, former Stars Alpha Team member. Stars. I know everyone knows exactly what that means, but just in case you know that one person wasn't sure, it's a special operations agent of the Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance. It's almost yeah. as bad as S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> um, wait, wait. Was- which one did you just do? Stars. What? Oh, it sounded like you did the BS AA oh, one. I think I did. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what stars means. <laughs> Star stands for. Um, damn! Now I'm you know have me forget. Star should stand for. Well, go ahead, keep going. In the <laughs> I I, I kind of forgot. My bad, but um, she. She uh, appeared roughly in uh, 10 games. Um, one we were kind of debating before the show. Um, it's one of the newer ones. I think it's Raccoon City. Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, I don't remember her in that game. Yeah, we unless, read unless it's, unless it's uh, online. Yeah, we read she was in there. We're not 100% sure. So it was either 9 for sure games or 10 possible game appearances. Um as far as training, she has martial martial arts training, stealth training, weaponry training. As in the, as far as weapons goes, is pretty much anything that you could think of within real realistic terms. Um, and she also has first aid training. Um, overall, she's been pretty much a staple in the whole franchise. I I could I mean it's almost kind of debatable if there was a character that was in it more in more Resident Evil games than her. The probably would be. Between her, Chris, and um, Leon, Wesker, or what? In what? Yeah, Wesker too. So, Stars stands for uh, Special Tactics and Rescue Service. There we go. Yeah, my bad. I went over the the other agency. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was wondering myself. I was like, where is the, where's the? <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. Um. But yeah, that's how, who we have for um, this week's poll, Mario and Jill Valentine for week three. Uh, little recap, week one we had Batman defeating Pikachu, and week two, Cloud Strife defeating Sub-Zero. And uh, I, was, I was thinking, uh, once we get 
past the first round, we will have all the results uh, posted together in one place on our website. Yeah. We're just as we're going through the, the first rounds, we're going to go ahead and just wait and then post them all at once. Yeah. All right. Cool. So go vote. You know, we uh, had a good amount of votes this week. We had more last week, but, you know, this is still good. Go vote for who you believe. I'm, I'm going to have to take some time on this one. I, I really can't decide who I'm going to vote for yet. Well, the thing is, is, you know, like in even describing them, you know, like I went with a lot of the sales figures for Mario, like, you know, combat prowess or not. I mean, he has a lot of, um, you know, I guess fame. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, of course, it's 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 a versus poll, but, you know, um, it is, you know, it's it's just a poll. I mean, you could go with kind of whoever, and he, he has a lot of followers, so. I yeah, mean, oh, definitely. It's, it's really, it, you know, you could go with um, the fame of Mario or the weapons of Jill, or even, I mean, you, you could think about it, you know, Mario has all his abilities, too. I mean, it's not like he's just going to sit there know, and take all it. over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, like. I mean, okay, you say you can say that Mario might have more power ups and stuff like that, but then again, Jill has does fight zombies and bio weapons that are super strong and super, you know, have super, a lot of health in 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 uh, power. Like, I mean, she yeah. took down Nemesis, one of the biggest known big enemies from Resident Evil. So yeah, but, uh, exactly that's what I'm saying. But then, hey, if uh, Nemesis jumped up and uh, hit a brick wall, yeah, I mean. You might see like black, like blood, go all over the place. That's true. <laughs> black blood. <laughs> I, I don't know zombie blood. I don't know, whatever. He's, a, he's <laughs> not a zombie. Blood. Yeah, he's not a zombie. He's a mutant. Well, he, he was. A, he was. Uh, yeah, a person that he changed. Blood. Into, but yeah. <laughs> or I won't even say blood. Just liquid. Something will come out. <laughs> all right. Let's get into. Uh, uh, Sorry, uh, March NPDs. Uh, very limited information this month, but I got what I could. The only hardware figure that we we had this month was that Xbox 360 sold the most at uh, a low 371,000 units. The industry as a whole is down 25% over last March, which is a, you know, as you probably know, it's a large number. Um, I do have the top 10 games, so I'm going to go over them. Although uh, there was one game that would have been in the top five um, if you... Because basically the way the MPDs work is uh, they take the... now They work this way now. They take the game and ev- they count sales for every system it was on. Um, but in the case of games that are only on one system, of course they don't sell as much. Uh, so Kid Icarus would have been on this list, would have been in the top five if it was um, by single single consoles and not um, total sales for the game. I just wanted to point that out. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to start at number 10. We got Major League Baseball 2K12 for pretty much every system, even the PS2. Uh, Number 9, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations. Hella Generations. Generations. The ultimate Uh, one. 8, we got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. For seven, we got Mario Party Nine, which is fucking big ass party, dude. It was crazy. Bowser was on the fucking turntables, <laughs> and um, you know the Koopas, Troopas were doing you know break dancing, just spinning on the back of their turtle shells, and um, fucking you know it was hard keeping up with the shots that uh, Princess uh, um, 
Peach. Daisy was no nah, Daisy, man. Daisy was getting down. She was just like, <laughs> hell yeah. And then, but then it was fucking crazy because then Wario and Waluigi had to crash the party and they started acting stupid. And then, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom police came. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was, but it was fun up till then. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Um, and I was actually surprised to see it. I was wondering when I heard that it was coming out, I was wondering, is, is Mario Party still relevant? And this proves that it is, so. Uh, next we have at six we have Street Fighter Cross Tekken. At five, nope. what? So wait for Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, but I probably will never see that one. No, probably not. I'd love that game though. Um, uh, at number five oh, we have SSX <laughs> 2012. Number four we have NBA 2K12. Number three we have MLB 12 The Show. Number two, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. And no surprise at all, at number one, Mass Effect 3. I'm kind of surprised because I didn't finish the first one, so. <laughs> you, you didn't even know there was a, a second one. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. I, I, I thought I stopped playing it, and that's when it ended. <laughs> <laughs> right at the, yeah, right where I stopped, even though I didn't finish the game. That was the I end assumed of the, that was the end, end of the, of the game. game. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, that's it for MPDs. That's all the information that was uh, released this this month. Um, I almost didn't do it, but I figured since I had the top ten list, I might as well. Uh, and before we finish off this week, I have a Do You Remember? It's been a while since I've done one. I think Frank – I'm not Frank. Uh, Patrick, you did the last one back in like December or January. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do one. And uh, you probably – neither of you probably ever played this game, although, Frank, you might have. Uh, do you remember the original Fantasy Star for the Sega Master System? I haven't played that one, actually. Yeah. Came out in 1987 in Japan and 1988 in, in America for, as I said, the Sega Master System made by Sega. Did this it reach the, the Genesis? Or? Uh, Star 2, 3, and 4 were on Genesis. Okay, because I know I've played one before. Not, mean, no, I, don't mean, I don't mean number one. I mean yeah. eight. Fantasy Star, but that was a while ago. Yeah, I it was most play. likely either two or four because those are the ones that were really popular. Um, number one, uh, it, it, it. Well, you remember back then RPGs were a, a niche genre, and it, unless you liked it, unless you knew about them, you didn't really care. Yeah. Um, it was a single player RPG, and since its time on the Sega Master System, it has been re released. Uh, in Japan on the Sega Saturn and PS2. Um, and then in America, it was released on the Game Boy Advance. It was it has also been released on the uh, Wii Virtual Console, and that was in two, uh, 2009. Um, the, fu- the crazy thing about this game, and I don't know if you guys remember that prices... Uh, there was no regulation on prices back yeah. then. And um, some games would come out at forty bucks, and other games would come out at eighty bucks. And this was one of the ones that came out at um, certain retailers. It, w- it came out at eighty bucks. Um, other retailers, I think it said um, it gave an example. I think at uh, Toys R Us it was eighty bucks, and at um, I forgot what store it was, but it was seventy bucks. So you know, it basically ranged between seventy and eighty bucks. And uh, it was like I said, the that's first crazy when when you think about it because all the the games back then. Yeah, a lot of them. Like some of the popular ones would even be like more like it was like a special thing. Yeah, like yeah, but yeah, yeah. And that that it was like that all the way up till the PlayStation One, I believe. 
Um, it's as I said, it's the first installment in a four-game main series um, that has not gotten a, another game after the fourth one, which people like me are really hoping for. Still, um, it has had countless spin-offs in m- multiple genres, including MMORPGs and action RPGs. Um, it's considered a pioneer in console role-playing games, both uh, because of its graphics and being one of the first story-driven games. Um, to put that in perspective, Final Fantasy 1 only came out, I want to say, a year or two before this. And if you ever played the original Final Fantasy 1, the graphics were horrible. The background was basically black. The world map consisted of very little color. As where this game was full color, it had, um, for the time, of course, had vibrant colors. And it had different worlds. Um, it took place in... The Algol star system, and you actually travel between three planets. Palma, which was your uh, lush green, you know, lots of water kind of area. Motavia, which was um, a desert area. And Dezoris, which was a frozen Iceland. And um, it was one of the first games ever to feature a female prot- uh, protagonist. Um, and her name was Alice, and basically, or Alice Landale, and basically, she sw- swears revenge on King Lassic for killing her brother. And her brother, p- prior to his death, death was the leader of the resistance. Um, so apparently, the story goes bef- before uh, Faster One that King Lassic was a good and just ruler, but all of a sudden, he converted to this new religion and um, started. Uh, becoming really evil and doing bad things and you find out at the end of the first game that it's actually um the story evolves into not a quest to help your help your kingdom but also a quest to save in the entire algal system from a great evil known as dark force and basically dark force appears every thousand years resulting in mass destruction and loss of life he it's takes assholes. over basically he takes over a powerful person you know in this case uh, king lassic and uses them to 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 you know basically bends bends them to his will and then once they are no longer useful he he reveals himself and then basically uh you know does the destruction to himself of course each time this has happened in the past, um, a group of people have stood up and fought against him. Um, and each time, so every thousand years, this lasts for a while, and then there's and then dark dark uh, dark force is pushed back, and uh, a period of recovery and prosperity comes over Algol. Um, so that's basically the story. The characters in it were um, Meow. Uh, I I. I <laughs> That's the first time I think I've ever read that out loud, and I just realized it's it's meow, um, and he's a talk. It's a talking cat. Meow. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Odin, who is a human warrior, and Noah, who is a, a Esper magician. I thought uh, Odin was the um, all father of uh, <laughs> uh, of uh, what's it called, um, Asgard, and Noah was the guy from the Bible with the two animals and two animals the ark two of each animal and yeah well you know that's basically i mean obviously that's where they got those names from but so yeah so that's um fan star i if it, 
people have been listening to this podcast for a while. Actually, it was about a year and a half ago, I believe. Might have been two years ago. Might have been within the first six months to a year that we were doing this podcast. I actually replayed this game and um, did a uh, retro review on it. And I love this game. Um, it definitely didn't stand up to anything nowadays because obviously it was one of the first. But you know, if if you're like me and you can go back to it, it's it's pretty cool. I I was too young to play it myself when it first came out, and um, or to even understand really what was going on. My dad actually was the one who always who played it and beat it, so it was really cool to go back and play it. Sweet. Yeah, um, a few other things that I wanted to mention is that uh, if if you don't want to go back to the first one, although all four games do have to do with each other, if you don't want to go back to the first one, you can actually get um, Fast Start 2 on um, Xbox Arcade, and that's basically said to be the best. Uh, a lot of people consider 2 the best of the four. I personally like the fourth one best, but that's probably because I was a little older, and that's the first one I actually played by myself. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so um, so yeah, and, you know, if nothing else, you can check out uh, Fast Star Two, and that's a, another really good game. Um, yeah, that's it. Cool. cool. Yeah, that's our podcast this week. I will have a full. Uh, Do you remember online? Probably by the time this podcast come out comes oh, out. Oh, I want it on right now. I bet. You. <laughs> uh, full with pictures and maybe even some video if I can find something I want to share. Um, but yeah, that's about it. So let's get into some plugs. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can do so at kvgto4 at gmail.com. You can check out our webpage at kvgtpodcast.com. Our, our Facebook is www.facebook.com slash kvgtpodcast. Dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at kvgtjeremy. You can find Patrick at Big Solo uh, 64 and our podcast Twitter is at KVGT Podcast. Um, as always, if you want to get a hold of Frank, um, you know, email us because don't even try to try to tweet him. No, no. I mean, I mean, you can't even I actually. If you if you try to tweet me, I'll I'll get kind of upset. And yeah, and even I if you like, um, I don't know, like write you a a very um, disappointed letter and that you try to. Me, I, yeah, I guess I, even if you, <laughs> I don't know, even if you put like at KVGT podcast, hey Frank, it's like it's over. It, it, he might not even be on the podcast anymore, so don't ruin it for all. You might be able to get him at um, at Respect Knuckles. Something might happen there, but you might just get a black eye off of it. <laughs> uh, and as for our family, um, Ryan and those guys over at Nerdgasm Network, you can find them at nerdgasmnetwork.com. Uh, Troy at extraplay.info and he just redid his site and there's a lot of cool stuff on there. He actually upgraded it and you can now join and become a member and you get some member benefits. Uh, I haven't looked into it myself um, but uh, he was telling me that there's some cool stuff behind the scenes. Super Budget Brothers at superbudgetbrothers.com and if anyone from that podcast is listening to me, please get uh, send me an email. We need to talk. Um, I haven't been able to get a hold of them. Been trying to get a hold of them both on Twitter and um, email. It's oh. really huh? messed up, man. Twitter. Oh, I know. See exactly. They probably know too. They're probably just disappointed right now. 
Well, I think they might have been listening, and then they heard Frank's thoughts about it, and they're like, "Damn, he's he's fucking right." And so they just they just got rid of their Twitter. In fact, they didn't even delete it. They didn't want to go back to it at all. So there's like that shit could just sit there forever. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if I were, I mean, I I would just I would understand if they just threw their computers, you know, to destroy yeah. the Twitter. Any any computer that they access Twitter on. <laughs> so they're probably buying uh, new computers right now, but yeah. Uh, the No Quarters podcast at NoQuarters.net and our newest member, um, Jeff and the Nickus over at RPG Weekly. I'm sorry, RPG Weekly at RPGWeekly.com. So check all of them out. You know, um, you might get a little something special if you send them an email and tell them we sent you. I don't know what you'll get, but, you know, you might get a we thank you very much instead of just we thank you. Who knows? But, yeah, that's it for the week. You guys have anything else to say before we uh, sign off? Um, shenanigans. Hey, there you go. Um, be special, smell greatness, finish strong. All right. And those are, okay. Those are words of wisdoms. Wisdom. Go Sharks since they're in the playoffs. Yay! Uh, already one game down. Go Sharks. All right. Have a good week. <laughs>